like to invite the ushers forward as we receive our morning offering, a time of thanksgiving, and we give thanks this morning for Christ and all that he's done for us. As we give, I wanted to share with you a couple of uh, updates, fun stuff around Waterstone. I wanted you to know that uh, we last week uh, participated in the Operation Christmas Child ministry where we sent shoeboxes filled with gifts and good news of Jesus around the world. Uh, we from Waterstone sent 535 boxes. 34 volunteers, 170 volunteer hours. Thank you to all who participated. I also wanted to let you know that for years, our own Tiffany Fisher has had a mission to provide Thanksgiving meals for anyone in our community who needs it. And this year, in partnership with Cherry Hills Community Church and His Love Fellowship, we were able to provide meals for 800 families here in our, our area. So thank you again for your generosity. I also wanted to say one more thing before we pray, and that's this. Thank you for your extra patience and caution when you are driving now on the west side of our church. Those lanes are tricky. As one who, I live just across the parking lot here and twice already have been in the wrong lane going the wrong direction. So I'm still alive, but uh, please be careful because it might be me coming at you. (laughs) Thank you for your patience. We've been told it's going to take up to three months, and especially that that one entrance that's closed on the north end of our west parking lot. So we appreciate your patience. How many of you know that two hotels are going in over there? And that's what all the fuss is about. We've already begun praying as a staff that we can get our flyers and name in those hotels and that we can begin ministering to anyone and everyone passing through and staying there. Uh, So we, we look forward to ministry at these hotels. Let us pray now over these gifts you've just given. You who transformed the water into wine, you who transformed one small meal into food sufficient for thousands, we ask for your transforming power to grace these gifts May these extraordinary gifts become, uh, ordinary gifts become extraordinary by the power of your love. May they bring healing. May they become good news. May they become hope. In Jesus' power, we pray. Amen. It is good news today that there's no sermon. Relax, sit back. I am going to give an extended meditation, though, (laughs) something that I wrote for us on this Thanksgiving weekend to come to the table. With less than 12 hours till death, Jesus, the Son of God, presents the central symbol and substance of Christianity. Paul describes it this way. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. In the original language, he gave thanks, reads with a Greek word, eucharisteo. And this is why many call this moment the Eucharist. The word comes from the root charis, which means grace, and the prefix eu, which means good. Good grace. Good grace is found at this table. And this table is the table of good grace. But understand more deeply, on the night before the driving hammer and iron pierce through ligament and sinew, Jesus gives thanks for what God will give as good grace to the world, his own death. Jesus gives thanks for what will break him and crush him and bleed him. I remember when I first began to realize that Christianity is a blood religion. I was a child, like many of yours this morning, sitting in a Sunday school class. Mrs. Watts was using high-def flannel graph to teach the Old Testament worship system. And she put a figure of a bleeding lamb on an altar. And one of us asked how the lamb got so bloody. And the teacher said that the priest slit its throat. My view of God and Christ and faith was shaped right then. I realized that forgiveness of sin required a death. I would come to realize that forgiveness, good grace offered to the world, required a death of infinite value when God himself absorbs our sins. Good grace. It was this way from the moment in Genesis 3 when we fell. In the beginning, man and woman had God, who is love, but they chose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They ate because they were tempted to become God for themselves. So we ate and have become gods of our own meanings in our own worlds, saviors of our own souls, proud and lonely, afraid and addicted to shadows and lies. We've lost our way. And we've lost our minds. But God himself comes to our rescue. He clothes Adam and Eve in animal skins. This foreshadows the animal sacrifices of the temple, which foreshadows Jesus himself saying, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Salvation always has to do with receiving God's provision of covering. Jesus' blood shed 
for the forgiveness of our sins. When Jesus said those words, many disciples could not stomach this, and they left Jesus. The dignified secularists in Roman culture considered Christianity a repulsive religion because of all the blood talk. And there are those today who reject Christianity because a crucifixion is too bloody and too angry. Writer Kathleen Norris mentions a friend who left the faith because of all the blood. She took refuge in the Unity Church where she felt at home because teddy bears were provided in the pews for hugs during the service. I can sympathize. It is a scandalous notion that what is holy and divine and forgiving and eucharisteo can have so much to do with a bloody birth in a mucky stable or even more with a torturous, bloodletting agony that ends with death on a Roman cross. It's asking a lot to believe that. In fact, it asks for everything you have and everything you are. That night, Jesus' final Passover, when the lamb is at the table instead of on the table, Jesus says that his blood is the new covenant for the forgiveness of the sins. Now in Hebrew, the word covenant comes from the word cutting or slitting. A covenant was ratified when both parties walked between the cut in half body of an animal through the blood. It meant that if I break this covenant, that will happen to me. God walked the bloody path. Time and again in the Old Testament, God remembers his covenant. That doesn't mean God is forgetful. It means that God always behaves in a certain way because he is mindful of his promises. God-keeping covenant is what makes history. God's promises define reality. And for 2,000 years, we've sat down at this table with this bread and cup, and we hear Jesus saying, I remember, now you remember. Remember what is real. We, you and I, need reminded because unlike God, we forget what's real. Want to know what's real? Read it aloud together. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Do you want to know what's real? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Do you want to know what is real? Again, together, this is my body 
which is for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Do you want to know what is real? Together, then Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Do you want to know what is real together? Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. Jesus invites you to his table to break his body and drink his blood. He invites you to come if you want to, not if you understand everything, not if you figured it all out, not if you've read all the books, not if you think you've lived a decent life. Come to the table because it is what's real. Come to the table if you need good grace. This table is for sinners who believe they are forgiven by Jesus' shed blood. So as we come, let us appropriate that forgiveness into our souls again. Good grace. How many of us have ever said something that was slander? How many of us have ever gossiped? How many of us have lied or shaded the truth to cover ourselves? Raise your hand. My hand is up. Let's talk to Jesus about it. Lord, we confess that we have murdered people in our hearts. And God, you see our hearts. Jesus, some of us have even told ourselves, I'm going to hold my tongue next time. And we still blew it. We made a law and we broke it. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you that you have forgiven us. Good grace. And together let us proclaim, in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen. How many of us have ever committed adultery when we lusted to hold another body or have another relationship? Raise your hand. My hand is up. Let's talk to Jesus about it. Lord, we confess that we have committed adultery in our hearts. And God, you saw us. We've tried to stop a million times. How can we treat you like this when you've loved us with such cost? Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that you have forgiven us. Good grace. And together, in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen. How many of us 
have ever felt like we spent more on ourselves than we should have? How many of us know that we could give more away in radical generosity, but we hold back? Raise your hand. Let's talk to Jesus. Oh God, we confess that we struggle with all that we have. We're Americans, God, while millions starve. We really struggle with this one. We confess it. Thank you, Jesus, that you, by your blood, have forgiven us. Next time, Jesus, shop with us. Stay with us. Good grace. Together, in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen. How many of us ever feel like you're a complete failure? Like the very thing you want to do, you don't do? How many of you measure yourself by other people and think inside, I am nothing, I'm trash? Is that you? Let's talk to Jesus about that, shall we? Lord Jesus, I confess that I've condemned myself. I've cursed myself. Lord Jesus, those curses have fallen on you. I have not believed your gospel, and I've tried to barter and prove my own worth. So Lord, I confess that I am a sinner. And let's say that silently in our heart. I am a sinner. Now, we call to Jesus. Save me, Jesus. And let's say that. Save me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that by your blood, you have washed me clean. And that the only opinion of myself that counts is yours. Good grace. And together, in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen. If you prayed this prayer for the first time, that's what Christianity is all about. Good grace. In the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. Amen. Now, as we come to the tables, I want to invite our hosts forward to join me on stage as we get ready to serve, as we get ready to come and be with Jesus. As they come and as we prepare, these words of institution. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We invite all who love Jesus to come to this table. In a moment, our hosts will disperse around the room. They'll be gluten-free in the back. In your time, we'll have a time of silence. There'll be prayers on the screen. Just take your time. Honor Jesus. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how grateful you are for the good grace. And then come, tear off a generous piece of bread. Dip it into the cup. Take it to your seat or anywhere around the room. And remember, remember,